Welcome to the final episode of Season 1, Episode 12 of The Adventures of Power Dog in Dogland. Pals, this is it. This is the final chapter in our story, at least for now. Back on Miaui, where it was almost nightfall, Fetcher had tracked and was following the Fennec Maxrow who was hurrying down the paths. Fetcher wanted to keep his distance, but he did not want to lose this tricky fennec. Mom Slice had told him on the boat ride over that she was beginning to unbury memories of how unkind this fennec had been to her in the academy when they were all teenagers together. She had donned a dark cape like Fetcher's and announced that she would be returning to the banyan tree for more answers. Condro agreed to wait for them in the golden boat, which they had concealed behind a larger craft. None of them knew what the order had decided after Condro abdicated or gave up their position as leader. Had Maxro now taken control? After following behind for a while, Fetcher saw Maxro disappear into a small den in a vast garden just outside the little village of cozy sleeping cabins. It was a tiny, barely noticeable underground entrance. Fetcher did not know how to proceed, so he set up position in which he felt comfortable spying, in a dell with trees and shrubs. Seconds into settling in, he heard sharp barking and whining, and saw three very tiny fennecs with smaller ears chase Maxrow back out of the den and reach out to claw Maxro. Then they began to circle Maxro menacingly, which was surprising given how absolutely tiny they were. Fetcher was stunned and did not know what to make of this image, but he did see a spot he could stealthily sneak up to for a better look or even a bit of a listen. He was perplexed by these tiny fennecs, they were the size of large mice. You will expose us, the tiny fennecs hissed in angry whispers. We will leave you and take our technology with us. Remember who you work for, fool. Fetcher could still not make heads or tails of what was happening. But as he got close enough to listen, he also got close enough to see that these were not tiny fennecs. They were tiny cats. 
actual cats. Although cat-like dogs and fox-like dogs were common enough on Dogland, actual cats were the stuff of spooky tales you tell to scare young puppies. Fetcher could not believe his eyes. He had never believed in cats, not even when he was a teeny tiny puppy. Even in shock as he was, he was still smart enough to get out of there as fast as he could, and he ran, still as stealthily as possible, at breakneck speed for the banyan tree. As he arrived at the tree, a steely-eyed, tense mom slice, with a disturbing thousand-yard stare in her eyes, emerged from the banyan's cave. Mom! Mom! I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw cats! Real cats. Cat cats. Mom Slice put her paw on his shoulder and said, Oh yes, yes you did. I did too, 20 years ago. And they wiped my memory for it. We must get out of here as fast as possible so that we can report everything to President Sandals and to the full Dogland Council. And off they went, sneaking in and out of bushes, making their way a little too slowly, but stealthily, to the boat docks. But when they got there, Condro and the golden boat were gone. Seely was an expert diver, but he was also luckily an excellent guide. For the series of tunnels and water-filled caves were maze-like and had many different offshoots. Seely knew exactly which caves to head into to pop up for air and brief rests before diving down again and tunneling through to the next water-filled cave. Some of the caves were large with beautiful little beaches. Wow, thought Power Dog. Imagine all of the things the sea dogs must get to see. Tuffy was feeling anxious, exhausted, and distracted, longing to reconnect to Taffy. Power Dog could sense his distraction, so he made sure they were touching at all times as to lead his cousin Bestie through the maze. He didn't know that Dr. Lute was also keeping a keen eye on them, and she wasn't going to let anything happen to him or Tuffy. After what felt like an eternity of exhausting swimming and winding through tunnel after tunnel, the four of them popped up into a very, very warm pool, warmer than the warmest bath they'd ever taken. And they didn't need their headlamps anymore, as the massive, massive cave surrounding the pool was lit with bright orange and red light. They scrambled ashore and stared in awe as they slowly turned all the way around to look at this massive cathedral cave with one entire wall covered in a marvelous waterfall that looked as if it had an entire layer of just rainbows pouring out over the top of the falling water. It was truly breathtaking. Yeah, it never gets old, said Celie. Welcome to Dogger Falls. It truly is one of Dogland's great wonders, exclaimed Dr. Lute. Wow, was all Power Dog and Tuffy could say, but they did say it in unison. Now, back in the strange cave, Taffy backed up from Ba 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 and said, 
You don't want to hurt anyone, do you? And Baba Baraba, awash in relief, tried their best to wag their backside and nod their head yes. Taffy kept a paw on Baba Baraba as she noticed she could connect with every feeling the creature had when she did. She beckoned for TikTok to come closer. He had picked up the glowing orb torch and was starting to edge closer to the exit for a look-see on the outside of the cave. He tilted his head towards the outside, and she nodded. All three of them began to slowly walk outside of the cave, and when they did, they were stunned to see they were indeed hurtling through space on some type of asteroid or comet or rock-based spaceship. How can this be? asked TikTok Bunny. Baba, Baba, do you know? Taffy asked as she looked into Baba, Baba's face. Baba, Baba, could not believe their luck. Not only were the adorable furry fuzzies being nice to them, but they had found actual lava. Nummy, yummy, tasty lava. Baba, Baba hadn't seen lava in what felt like way too long. Baba Baraba tried to smile at Taffy and reached out gently to try to touch one of her cute, cute, cute fuzzy doggy ears. How did the fuzzies know Baba Baraba's name? How had they come to understand Baba? Baba Baraba was so happy, but also wondering what was going on. What was this thing they were standing on that was flying through space? Back inside the great cave hall of Dogger Falls, the lava gurgled up from the pools below the falls. Well, this is a surprise and not what we expected at all, exclaimed Dr. Loot. All four of them watched the lava. This is not where our sensors indicated the lava would be, and that it would be this much. A sudden burst of lava erupted into the falls and spilled into the water, and the massive flow poured into the pool they had just swam up into, blocking the entrance, which as far as they knew, was also the only exit. Oh no, cried Celie. Are we trapped? Dr. Loot started spinning very slowly to examine the entire cave from top to bottom. Power Dog gasped, and Tuffy collapsed onto the ground and began to sob. I just want my sister. I just want my mom's. I just want to be home. And right as he said, home, a very faint, barely visible rainbow funnel cloud began to form on the top edge of the waterfall. Meanwhile, back on Miaui, Mom Slice looked at Fetcher and whispered, Things might get worse before they get better if we cannot find Condro. They quietly darted back and forth along the many slips in the harbor to see if they could find their fennec ally, but there was no sign of Condro or the golden boat, and there were no more boats from any outsiders left either. Presumably, everyone had been asked to leave. 
just as they were about to give up entirely and go search for a better place to hide, Fetcher saw a little piece of golden material on the ground at the last boat dock. He picked it up and underneath was a wadded up piece of paper. When they opened it up, the words South Beach were written there. Mom, do you remember where that is? This is material from Condro's boat. Where is South Beach? Mom Slice scrunched up her face, trying to conjure a memory. She was fairly certain this was something she should know, like it was on the tip of her mind, but she still could not access it. Ugh! No, I don't know. I almost know it, but I don't. But listen, that way is south, so let's just wing it, she whispered. Fetcher nodded, and they stealthily headed south, sticking as close to the shore as possible so they wouldn't be seen on the trails of the village. Ba 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 was furtively, carefully reaching out to stroke just the edge of one of TikTok's ears when Taffy winced in pain, grabbed her tummy, and yelped, Taffy! This scared Baba half out of their wits, and they stumbled, grabbing onto TikTok's shoulder, which scared TikTok into another kickflip, and he threw the orb torch right into Taffy's paws which created a double scare for Baba Budaba, which you may have guessed can make Baba Budaba and when Baba Budaba burps, well, strange things can happen. And just like that, everything went black. When the three opened their eyes, they were all standing in knee-deep, hot water. They were not on their hurtling sky rock anymore as far as they could tell. And they were not back in their cave either. They were in a new gigantic cave. And the water was flowing so fast that it knocked them onto their backsides. And the next thing they knew, they were falling backwards over a massive waterfall cliff. TikTok Bunny and Taffy barely registered that they were about to fall into a pit of hot lava in the basin of the boiling waterfalls before Baba Budaba started to glow and grow. Baba Budaba turned all different colors and swatted TikTok Bunny and Taffy right back over the flowing wall of hot water and over the ledge. TikTok saw a handful of rocks nearby and reached out with his big bunny foot to get a toehold. He then hoisted Taffy with all of his might and tossed her behind the rocks, where he joined her as soon as he could pull himself with the last of his strength against the quickly flowing water. Baba Budaba was still far below at the bottom of the waterfall, glowing, changing colors, floating, and growing. There! shouted Dr. Lute. That is an anomaly. It is not natural even for this place. She pointed to the rainbow funnel cloud forming at the top of the waterfall. When Power Dog and Tuffy looked up and saw the creature from their college materialize, they both shouted, No! in unison. They did not see Taffy and TikTok Bunny atop the massive waterfall, struggling to maintain a foothold. The creature was floating, growing, glowing, coming towards them. Seely, Dr. Loot, Power Dog, and Tuffy 
They all covered their faces and heads in abject terror. Meanwhile, far above them, Taffy looked down at her paws and realized she was still holding the orb torch thingy very, very tightly. In fact, it almost felt like it was holding or sticking onto her right back. Next, her eyes almost popped right out of her head as she saw Power Dog, her beloved cousin, hover up past the edge of the waterfall. He looked as shocked to see them as she was to see him. What? He yelled. How are you here? But she and TikTok couldn't make out his words over the rushing waters. Power Dog reached his paws out to both of them, and they grabbed on as he slowly, straining very much, flew them back down to the beach on the edge of the pool, now very much filling up with hot lava. Power Dog took the orb from Taffy's paws and set it down. Don't even ask me how I know this, he said, but we all have to link paws, like right now. Taffy and Tuffy were locked in an embrace, but they came apart just enough to hold paws in a circle with everyone else. They all formed a circle around the orb on the beach. Baba Badaba was gurgling and glowing and floating behind them over the boiling water and spewing lava. Power Dog took a deep breath, held Tuffy's paw in his and said, this is the time we need to link our powers of connection together. What? asked Tuffy. Our powers? Are you telling me you have connection powers too? Yeah, I think I do. I just never knew it before, but I think that's how I knew the creature was hangry. Mom said, when the time is right, we can use our connection powers to defeat the volcano. Tuffy blinked in disbelief. Defeat the volcano, he asked. With connection powers? How? I'm not sure, Tuffy, but I know the first step for some reason is that we all have to link up. Everyone nodded, held paws tightly, and scrunched their faces in concentration, even Seely and Dr. Loot. But nothing happened. Back on the island of Miaui, alarms were sounding again, and a flurry of activity was afoot. Mom, Slice, and Fetcher ducked into some bushes when they saw a pack of fennecs carrying torches go by, and they seemed to be looking for someone or something. They also saw a small boat leave the harbor and begin to shine a light along the shore very slowly. Uh-oh, said Fetcher. Can we just pretend that we didn't know we were banished? Yeah, good idea, son. Sure, I mean, we can pretend anything we want. It won't keep us out of Fennec Jail, which is one memory I wish had stayed buried, whispered Mom Slice as she shuddered. What? asked Fetcher. Jail? You? Shh, she said as she pulled him down to the ground to avoid another patrol. We have to get off this island. It seemed to take forever to go a little ways and then hide from patrols and then go a little ways further. But eventually, they made it down to a beach where they could see a different type of vehicle gliding along the sand. It was Cody's dogmo speeder. They bounded as fast as their doggy legs could carry them, hooded capes flying behind their heads. 
dog wings and a soaking wet chondro were waiting for them in the speeder. Not a word was uttered as Fetcher and Mom Slice leapt into the speeder, and they took off as fast as that thing could go, which turns out is very, very fast. Whoever was in the small fennec boat with the light turned the light towards the noise of the speeder, but never caught them because that's how fast the speeder was going. We must return to the volcano beach immediately, Mom Slice hollered as soon as she felt safe. Everyone nodded, and Dogwings pointed the speeder at the volcano without dropping speed for an instant. Inside the cave of Dogger Falls, everyone was holding paws in a circle and concentrating like their lives depended on it as the cave grew hotter and hotter and as the water boiled and steamed because lava was flowing. Something about the water seemed to be keeping Baba Budaba from absorbing or eating or doing whatever it was that they did to lava. TikTok turned to Taffy and remarked, Why isn't Baba Budaba eating the lava? What? Everyone's eyes popped open. What? what? asked Power Dog and Tuffy in unison. What? asked Seely. <laughs> and what? Eating the lava? asked Dr. Luke. Taffy nodded and looked over her shoulder at Baba Budaba, who was just kind of floating and looking confused. Then the ground beneath them began to shake and rumble, and stones in the cave began to tumble. The volcano, shouted Dr. Lute. Everyone scrambled and covered their heads. There was nowhere to go, so they all huddled back together in a big kind of scared group hug. The shaking ground and falling rocks scared Baba Budaba, and they floated over to the group. At first, Power Dog and Tuffy, Seely, and Dr. Lute recoiled from Baba Budaba. But when they saw Taffy and then TikTok Bunny both place arms on Budaba, they relaxed and went back to just being scared of the possibly erupting volcano. Then Power Dog had his aha moment. Now! Now is the time, he shouted. The connection is for our new lava friend. Everyone, concentrate. And so they did. Power Dog began to levitate with Baba Budaba, but they remained holding on to everyone, who raised their arms to keep paws in contact. Baba Budaba felt scared, and Baba Budaba felt brave. Baba Budaba felt a new glowing warmth and then saw a ring of rainbow funnel clouds begin to form high up towards the cave ceiling. Baba Budaba looked down and saw the orb torch open up and shine a rainbow light as strong as a laser straight up into the ceiling of the cave. Baba didn't know it could do this. Parents had never mentioned this as far as Baba Budaba could remember. Next thing Baba Budaba knew, the rainbow funnel clouds were disappearing, and all of a sudden, family was appearing. Jabba, Abba, Haba, Naba, Saba, and then even Mamala, Papala, and Gramala. They were all floating and growing. Baba Budaba turned to look at the furry fuzzies. They looked so scared. The one that floated with Baba was so cute. 
Baba Baraba wanted to take care of them. Baba Baraba began to sing to the family, and the family began to sing back. The family linked up together and filled the massive cathedral cave ceiling. They began to absorb the lava in the pool together, kind of sucking it out through the air and separating it from the seawater as the stunned dogs and bunny watched. The ground had stopped trembling, but only Dr. Lute had noticed. She also noticed that she could see a bit of the night sky in a newly formed crack in the wall. Look, there, she yelled, but no one seemed to hear her. Well, actually, it seemed that the creature family heard her because they began to move towards that hole in the wall and they peeled back stones and earth until it was easy to see the night sky outside. They had absorbed all of the lava from inside the cave of Dogger Falls, and now they were slipping right out of the cave through the sidewall into the night. As the last glowing floating creature slipped out, the dogs went scrambling after them with their mouths still agape in wonder. When the dogs popped out of the side of the mountain, Seely hollered, Hop on my back! And then he and Dr. Lute went flying down the side of the mountain like living toboggans, gliding over the soft, bubbly ground until they landed on the beach below. They found Dogwing's mom slice and fetcher waiting for them as they all embraced in the best group hug ever and looked up they saw the Abbas encircling the rim of the volcano and sucking up more lava from the magma chambers below. They could hear the creatures singing, and they could see rainbow lights shining out from them all the way up into space. The end. Or is it really? Would you like to hear just a little bit more from a very good day at the college just a couple of Dogland months later? Oh, good, because I would love to tell you about it. Power Dog broke into a gleeful run as soon as he saw TikTok Bunny approach the other side of the Great Garden at the College of the Dog Arts. Power Dog, hello! Today is the big day. I am so excited for you, TikTok. How has rebuilding gone? Are you guys really ready to cut the ribbon on the new gym? Oh, yes. Not sure if you heard, smiled TikTok. But the Yabas, well, they make the world's most perfect building blocks after they eat lava. Power Dog started cracking up. This news never got old for him. <laughs> Just then, Taffy and Tuffy came bounding up, both smiling from ear to ear. I think I could hear that laugh all the way back to Lictopolis, said Taffy. Are you guys talking about the poop bricks again? asked Tuffy. Power Dog just giggled and giggled and giggled as they all made their way to the grassy meadow where they had first encountered ba 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 Standing in front of a beautiful arch and a new lava brick gym, was President Bernie Sandals beaming with pride and joy. They proceeded to have one of the best celebrations anyone could remember with a massive buffet of Dogland's finest foods, 
and dancing all through the night until the sky turned to golden dawn. Okay, wow, that is it for season one. And now I'm joined by my six-year-old co-author, the brains behind the story and the characters. Hank! Yeah, my son Hank. Hi. Hello. Hi there. Hello. Um, can you believe that was it? That's season one. We did it. We totally did it. We totally, totally did it. Making this show was so fun. Yeah, and add more dog jokes. You do? A whole bunch of dog jokes. I love it. Let's just do a whole bunch of dog jokes. Okay. Which dog breed absolutely loves living in the city? What? A New Yorkie. (laughs) (laughs) We have several more very good jokes from our friends Callum and Wilder. To roll out with as well. Yeah, we're just going to have a bunch of jokes. A bunch of jokes. Today. Yeah, you got some for me? Um, What do you call a dog facing a snake? What? A uh, hisser spaniel. Hisser <laughs> <laughs> spaniel. I don't get that. I don't either. But I like that you made it up. What do you call a cat wearing pants? A cat wearing pants. A tab jeans. A tab jeans? <laughs> Funny. What do you call an apple crossed with a dog? What? A red liquor. <laughs> what is a bear's favorite food? Bearies. <laughs> what happened? the bears when they die they get bear yed okay what did the police officer say to his tummy i don't know freeze you're under a vest can you do whisper howling like because I want to tell them about Kids Listen. So, friends of Power Dog, we are not sure yet when or if we're going to make a season two. But in the meantime, you should check out some shows from the organization that we belong to. It's called Kids Listen, and it's dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and their families. You can find it at kidslisten.org. Thank you. Dear, dear listeners, that is a wrap for our first season of the adventures of Power Dog and Dogland. Thank you. Our family is so grateful that we got to create and share this story with you. We are going to close out this episode with a replay of the song we wrote along with Hank's Granny and Gramps, as it's just too nice and too fun to not share at least twice. The song is called Power Dog, He Won't Give Up. If you liked what you heard throughout Season 1, you can still find more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures.com. We'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show. 
Special thanks to the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. Additional thanks to our friends, family, and community. Thank you as well to a group of wonderful experts and artists listed on our website for guiding us through this process so that we could bring these adventures to you, dear listeners, to whom we give our deepest gratitude. Season one of this podcast was made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's It's in in D for Dogland. Special tales to tell, 
And when we come together, all our tails will wag as well. Woof, woof. Is there a power dog in this house?